Welcome to the Just Grace podcast. My name is Erica. My name is Eva. And here we talk about all things that need grace. And today's episode, we are talking about personally our own testimonies and what Christ has done in our lives. Um, we're going to break down in two episodes and we'll do one Eloy and, and Eloy today will be interviewing me mm-hmm. on our story. As I sip my chamomile tea. Yes. Slurpy, slurpy, slurp. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and start. Yeah. Okay, uh, this is not ASMR. Sorry. <laughs> it's more of a laid back. I wish ep- it was. It's more of a laid back episode. I wish it was. More personal, just kind of mm-hmm. off the cuff kind of thing. Yeah, Johnny replaced me the last episode. I so. know. We got to get him back. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you got a lot of feedback on that. I had a ton of feedback from that episode. Uh, if you guys haven't heard, me and Johnny did an episode last time about apologetics. And Johnny crushed it, did really awesome. And yeah, that was our first guest. So I'd love to have some more on. Mm. Maybe uh, you can have a guest on. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. All right. So today's episode, uh, yeah, I'm going to interview you, ask you some questions about just how the gospel's changed your life, how Jesus has changed your life. So first question, what was your life like before Jesus? Before Jesus. Before Jesus. Um, before Jesus, I. Hmm, where did we begin? It was such a long time ago. It was such a long time ago. No, it wasn't. Um, so I didn't grow up in a Christian household. I grew up with a single mom and who was always trying to make ends meet just by her, by herself. And we would occasionally go, you know, Easter, never Christmas, I don't think. But no, we would go occasionally, and it just never was a thing in our household. What kind? What kind of churches did you visit? At the time, like it was evangelical just, churches, Catholic um, church. Well, on my dad's side of the family, they they're Catholic, so I've definitely mm. been to see some Catholic churches, and and I would always like when they do the communion thing. I would always <laughs> always feel like. Man, why can't I get one of those little crackers in my mouth? You weren't good enough. <laughs> exactly. I wasn't good enough. But um, no, so they grew up Catholic and um, my mom, I essentially, I believe she grew up Christian, but, it, you know, it didn't stick or she didn't follow through with it when she became a teenager. And it was more or less the thing to do because you t- were told to do it. My grandpa was really strict on that. And so it was never really communicated on why they did it. They just did it. And so I think with that lack of knowledge there, my mom kind of just let it go. Um, So with that, like I said, we didn't really go. Um, We went occasionally, like maybe a couple times. Um, And then it wasn't until I started high school that I, um, I moved in with my dad. And my dad at the time was wanting to explore church. And I will always be so grateful for him for, you know, leading that way. Um, and we first, we went to our first church and, you know, we grew within that church and we learned to to love others and be a part of that congregation. And it was awesome. It was, it was something that I've never had before. And so with that, um, it was a few years that we were in that church and, um, 
at that time and age was 14, 15, I was a very angry kid, I would say. Um, there was a lot of traumatic things that happened when I was with my mom. And so um, I was very hesitant to open up to church and the idea of it and and kind of show my true colors, you say, if you say. Um, and so it took a minute for me to really, you know, make friends and be around others. And so eventually I did. And, um, you know, it was great. Like we started to have, you know, community and just the love that everyone had on every on, on the people. And it was great. And it was definitely, um, a place to grow in that time. I think eventually a few years later, it seasoned out. Um, my dad kind of started falling back, started drinking again and, you know, I wanted to do my own thing and I wanted to be, I didn't want anyone to tell me what to do. And so I kind of fell out of that. <clears throat> and I think too, it was a lack, going back, a lack of knowledge that I had at that time to where I didn't know what I was doing or why I was doing it. And so I feel like I'm rambling. But No, you're doing <laughs> great. That's you know, but, wonderful. Um, so eventually it kind of seasoned out. We were there for a few years. And um, again, typical teenager, I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to, um, I, I eventually started looking for love in different places that I knew I shouldn't have do, been doing it. And I'd like to say I've always had like a good instinct on what to do and what not to do as a kid. And I felt like I always went with a good way. And I would say in my later teens, junior year, senior year, I, I kind of was fed up with everything. I was fed up with life and fed up with, you know, things going on at home to where I think going back, I just wanted to find love in places that I shouldn't have been looking for it. And so it led me to do some pretty heinous things, I would say, um, things that I can never take back. And so at that point, I just, I felt very alone and very unlovable in just by myself for a long time and um kind of around end of senior year I think that's when I met you and um I really wanted to like kind of turn my life around and I, I come to I came to the knowledge really quickly like I didn't want my life to end up like this I didn't want to go down this road mm -hmm. and and the thing is it, it sucks that it's like that but how to get to that point. But I think the things that I went through, I needed to go through to realize how much I needed Jesus and how much I needed, you know, his redeeming love. Wow. And so I think with that, I realized that I realized my worth and then my unworth at the same time when I really came to know who Jesus was and what Jesus had done for me. And it just made everything so much like that weight that I was carrying on my shoulders was just, you know, gone because of that, because of what Jesus has done. And yeah, and I, I'm so grateful that I get to now show that to my children. And it, it sucks because it's not always like that. You know, my brother is very opposite of me. He went down that road, and and so, um. It, it just breaks my heart to see him like that. And I pray that, 
you know, that he finds God's grace in, the, in everything that he's doing. So, yeah, that's kind of just a gist before of what, Christ, huh? Before Christ, man. Well, it, it goes to, sh- to show, I mean, thank you for sharing. That's not easy. And, um, you know, to hear that just, just proves that God works throughout our lives, not necessarily in like an instant where he just flips a switch, but it's like over a process, you know, it's like yeah. throughout the, the Sunday services or throughout yeah. the high school uh, semesters and throughout family transitions. There's like this slow process where God is wooing you to himself and he's showing you like, hey, mm-hmm. this isn't everything, right? There has to be yeah. more. There's yeah. more love. There's more grace. There's more hope somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you said, where is it? We have this innate desire to find it. Mm-hmm. And God was doing that in your life to oh, get yeah. you to him. A hundred percent. I know the first time, like the first part, you know, my early teens, my heart just wasn't wasn't there and my desires weren't in that yet and so and like i said at church yeah like coming to christ and coming to you know yeah be with everyone and it it just at that point i would say my my heart wasn't fully sold my soul my my mind Mm -hmm. and so i think it it took some time though and then it took the things that i had to go through to make me realize like man i can't do this like i can't do this on my own and there's, I'm going to find nothing in this place. Mm. I'm not going to find what I'm looking for. And it took me a long time to realize, you know, what it was I was looking for. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a home to where love wasn't shown, love wasn't presented out. And it was very weird when it was. And so um, coming to my own family and the family that we've created, you know, that was, mm-hmm. that's my goal. And my one goal to show my children is just how much they are loved, not only by me, but by Christ, you know, they look, Christ loves them more than I love them. And that's a weird thing to say, but it's so true. And it's just, I think it's so important because you can go through life, not knowing that. And it's just so lonely. And so like, why am I not loved? You know, you just grow up thinking that and why am I not worth that? And so I think that's just the one thing that I've learned and I'm still learning. It's still something that I'm working on daily is just my worth is not in, in anything but Christ. You know, it's it's not in my marriage. It's not in my, you know, my motherhood. It's not in my job, but it's just in Christ. And that's just a constant reminder and it's just a constant thing that we as women have to remind ourselves of mm-hmm. and so that's yeah. probably been my challenge yeah wow incredible uh it's it's awesome to see because uh the gospel not only shows us our sin but it shows us the love god has for us because mm-hmm. he sent his son to die mm-hmm. to atone for them so it's like, man, we feel this weight and we feel this pressure of the evil that's around us and the evil that's within us. And then we're like, man, why is life like this? Mm-hmm. It's so terrible. There has to be more. And then yeah. God shows up in your life and he shows you what true love is. And yeah. that just changes you from, you know, 
the inside out, the outside in, however God wants to do it with you. It's this process of, of sanctification that looks different for all of us. But that's an important lesson to, and you know thing to know mm-hmm. is that salvation looks like a process. Mm-hmm. It really does. It looks like God slowly uh, winning you over. It looks like God slowly changing you. And, you know, at the end, it's like, okay, yeah, this is my choice to respond. It's my choice to receive. It's my, but it's God who is the source behind it, mm-hmm. changing us. Yeah. And we freely choose to love him, but he's given us no reason to not to. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was having um, a conversation and we can go more in deeper with it at another time, but there is a point where... You know, I was speaking with Pastor Ignacio, and um, it was just a one-on-one situation, and he shared with me, and I was just really struggling in my faith at that point, and really struggling on myself, and and that he, was your pastor at the time, Pastor yeah, Ignacio. He, okay. Yeah, he showed me at one point. He was like, you know, him and his wisdom he said me and he had me turn to psalms 139 and i've heard that verse before you know where you're fearfully and wonderfully made but when he really sat there and looked at me and told me to read it out loud i felt nothing but like shame and and as i was reading it though i i really had to tell myself you know my worth is not, my worth is in Christ. And Jesus died for me. You know, the God who made the universe, the God who made, put the stars in the sky, the God who, you know, put water in the sea, like that God died for me and that God, you know, loves me. And it was, I think that point was a really breaking point for me because it's like, yes, it's also too, you know, we, we are sin and we are sinners but also I, th- I think a lot of times it, it needs to be said to, you know where you are lovable you are worth it you know mm-hmm. you you are what he died for and it, it it was a hard it was something hard for me to swallow and it's something that you know affected not only me but you and, and our marriage and I'm sure it, it still does in some some cases but it's just that is just something that I've always struggled with and I've always dealt with and it's just that lack of you know love that I I was shown and and that just again kind of going back to that just shows you how sinful this entire world is you know because mm-hmm. you know I think about the way I was brought up and going back to the way my mom was brought up and the way her and it's just an endless cycle of sinful if it's sinful you know that's just who humans are human beings and Without Christ, we would be nothing, right. you know, and it just shows you how great God is. And, and that is is the testimony on how much I need Jesus because I would not be here and I would not be able to show my children and, you know, change that generation into something, you know, glorifying to Christ if it wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. And so. Well, it's such an important theological, I guess, kind of idea to grasp Mm -hmm. is because we're weighed down by the law. We're weighed down by that we're sinners. But we should also take 
courage that we are made in the image of God. And that because that's such a heavy thing that, uh, you know, God cares so much about his creation, especially the one that he made in his image, mm -hmm. he would die for them shows at one hand our uh, unworthiness mm -hmm. and on the other hand, our worthiness. Mm -hmm. The way C.S. Lewis puts it is in to three different categories mm -hmm. for God's creation. You have spiritual creatures, which he would call like the angels and cherubim, seraphim, you know, four living creatures. Mm -hmm. You go into all that to like the spiritual heavenly side. And of course the fallen angels. Uh, but then you also have the animals, which throughout, you know, Genesis one, you see the birds, the beast, the fish. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, you see this, you see him taking the dirt, forming into a man and breathing life. Mm. This is where we get the half animal, half spirit mm -hmm. creation, Yeah, which there's none like it yeah. in all the universe mm -hmm. that God put his stamp on us. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're human, mm. You are made in God's image. You are one of a kind. You have won the galactic lottery on just being human. Mm. And there is a God out there who has made you and designed you for a purpose and who will show you his love. And you don't have to deal with the sin within you and the mm. sin around you anymore. You can be forgiven and mm. you can be healed and you can be delivered and be restored back mm. to the God who made you yeah. and made you in his image. Yeah. That's such a wonderful blend yeah. of understanding the gospel to see our unworthiness and our worthiness. Yeah, I think that's, and I've said this before, and it really changed my mindset on, you know, the things that I've gone through and, and what, how it affects me now. But, and like I said, it's, Pastor Eric said this, and he says, as a Christian, you are not a victim. And for a long time, I was walking around with that victim mentality and I was excusing myself for the way that I was, my heart was and the way I was behaving, the way my responses was because the things that I've gone through. But when you are in Christ and you have put your full, you know, trust and hope in him, that is not your weight to carry anymore. That is not a burden that you have to carry anymore. And it's so freeing that, you know, Christ will take that freely from you. And it's just a, a burden that you weren't designed to carry. Mm. And I think that's just super comforting in that, you know, all the stuff that people can go through as a young and, and mine's not even, I mean, I don't want to discard it, but people have gone through way worse. They've been through hell and back and just the things that people do to people. And it's just, it's crazy. And then it just, you show just in that you see God's grace in that. And it's God saying, Hey, come to me. I can hold that for you. I can take that from you. You're mm -hmm. not meant to carry that. And it's just, well, I, I, I remember asking some of our friends who are missionaries. Mm -hmm. I said, when you're looking at somebody in another country, who's all they've known is abuse when you see them out in the streets, literally being sold like chattel, mm. 
And how, how do you share the gospel with someone like that? You, do you tell them like, oh, you're a sinner in need of a savior? Mm. Like they're, they're so broken. Yeah. Is that the words that you need? You know, you ask God for wisdom in this situation. And I loved their response when they mm. said, Eloy, the gospel is about the forgiveness of sins. Mm. And that includes the sins against you. Mm. Say, hey, I see what you're going through. There's a God that loves you and doesn't want you to live like this. Mm. There's a God that cares mm -hmm. from all kinds of sins. He's died to redeem you. Yeah. And that's, man, it really does get yeah. to you. Yeah. I see you tearing up there. Um, <laughs> no, it's, I just it's, love Jesus, it's man. It's just... Him and his perfectness, like Jesus is. And the work he's done in your life has yeah. been incredible to watch mm. as your husband. Yeah. So so with, with that, beautifully done. Um, praise be to God. Where do you see the direction of your life headed now um, after your life before Christ, your conversion, mm -hmm. your life with Christ? Where do you see where it's projected? What, what are you striving towards that he has put inside of you? Like, what do you see your life looking like? I know you touched a little bit about the family being different, mm -hmm. your relationships being different. What, what do you see like in a more detailed outlook? That's a great question. I probably don't have a direct answer for it now, but. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it's going to change mm -hmm. over time. They always do, but. As of right now, what are you hoping and what do you look forward to because of Jesus? It really, the first thing that comes to our mind is just, and in, in, in that is being that example to my children, being that, you know, testimony to my children and, and our future children. And it just, growing up, I would always like, desire things that I would want my mom to do and I would want her to get up and take me to school and I would want you know her to make me breakfast and those things that I I just always wanted and it was never like big things like I never wanted like this fancy job or I never wanted this you know those materialistic things but I just wanted to love and, and think about it now. I just want to love my children and, and mm. the way Christ has loved us. And I want them to see that example and I want them to see that in our marriage. And I think that would be my only goal. And like I said, it's, it's, I'm not perfect. I'm still growing in those areas and I'm still learning in those areas. But when you say, what do I see in my future? What do I want? And I want my children to know Jesus and to love him. And I want them to have that knowledge of why, why we love Jesus and mm, what he has done. Very important. And so I think that would be my, my goal and my desire. Yeah. You know, and those are those ho hopefully to stay home one day. Hopefully <laughs> stay home one day. Lord no, willing. But He's but, in control um, of that. Uh, that those, like you were saying, those small goals that might seem small, but yeah. they're really not small, yeah. like making breakfast or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember you brought up Pastor Eric earlier. 
um, Pastor Eric, he's our, he's our current lead pastor that we mm-hmm. um, submit to at our local church. Um, Eric, <laughs> he says, what's the difference between a moral unbeliever and a Christian? Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a mom who makes breakfast every day mm-hmm. and a Christian is the motivation is Jesus. Yeah. I'm now responding to what Christ has done and that can be seen in as simple as mm-hmm. making breakfast for that your family. Funny that you say that. I did not know he said that. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember, but that's so cool. Yeah, take better notes. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much, Erica, for sharing. Mm. And um, we just hope you guys are encouraged and blessed mm. because your testimony is important. Your story is important yeah. um, because it shows. And gives glory to God and it yeah. shows how much uh, think, he loves us. And then to clarify too, my story Breach. My story Breach. is what I went through, but my testimony is I am a sinner in need of grace and I am in need of a savior. I think that's super important because a lot mm-hmm. of people can be like, I gave my testimony, but your testimony is that you were saved by grace and grace alone. Mm-hmm. By Jesus. The emphasis is Jesus yes. in your testimony. Yes. Awesome. Great job. All right. Well, thank you guys so much again for listening. Uh, This is Just Grace Podcast. Remember to grow in grace. In grace. (laughs) Bye.